never been down so long. It's a must I win. Hold my place like cast iron, won't break, won't bend. Stuck them racks in the all black Camuto bag. Louis B. Drake, Dover Starch, Bowman Pants. Well, we didn't let him speak. We didn't let him speak for a little bit. Now we got to introduce him, man. Yeah, we got a show going on right now. And yeah, by the way, I think we're definitely about ready, man. Shoot, shoot. Yeah. You need to introduce the show, man. That is, that is true. That is true. Welcome to episode 112 of the first rounders, Club 112. It's your boy, B. Ooh. Willingham, a.k.a. TJ Yates. Club 112. With the special guest, yes, with the special guest, with the very special guest, man. But yo, man, this is your boy, the real Reggie, aka Young Clifton, man. Let's say, let's go, man. I'm definitely glad, man. I'm hyped for this one. I'll be ready for this one, man, for, for a while. Yeah, Woo, yeah, we've been waiting on this. We've been waiting on this. I'm, hey, I'm, y'all, y'all know who it is. Copa Rivers in the building, reporting live from Hillbilly Town, Kentucky. Ah, shit. Yes. Um, but we want to give a big. Big shout out. We've been trying to get this man on for a little bit, but you know, he's a father, he's a husband, he's a he's a son, he's a coach. The the new head football coach at Johnson High School in good old SAV. And that's Savannah, Georgia for y'all people that don't know what's happening. <laughs> Our friend from Georgia Southern. A yep. track a, a track star. A track yep. star from Florida International that came to Georgia Southern. Hey, I read up on you, big dog. And uh, hey, man, just happy to have him on the show, man. Good old Stephen Blato Smith. Don't forget, to he also five beta sigma zone, man. You know, hey, man, I can't, I can't say, I can't say, hey, Sigma Steve. Y'all got it. Oh, hey. Yeah. Oh, five beta sigma zone, man. Like I said, man. That, that well, welcome man. to the show, man. Welcome to the show. Welcome hey, to yeah, the show. Hey, I, I appreciate y'all having me, man. When um, you know, y'all reached out, man. I, I was honored, man. I really appreciate it. You know, just the respect that you guys put into the to the work that y'all do. So, um, I'm honored to be here, man, and, I, and I'm looking forward to having a great show with y'all, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, shit, shit, bro. The honor is all ours, man. Like I said, man. You you definitely you know blessing us. The blessing us to you know to, to get on here, and I know you definitely have have a lot of knowledge. And like I said you honestly, you already know, man. You're the first head football coach, you know, of of, of any kind to be on the show. So like I said, I, I, I'm just ready for this knowledge that, that you're about to bless on us and and our listeners, man. So again, just make sure. Hold on, let you know, I got that. Hey, put that bless <laughs> on your boy. Hey, don't you do that, man. Like I said, we we family now, so you know. Oh yeah, man. But 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 no, man. But it, but it's all good though, man. Like I said, again, just 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 appreciate you and your time. And again, congratulations, you know, for for this big step in, in your career. And just and I'm just ready to just get this started, brother. For sure. Ready to get this started, let's, man. Let's get right into it, man. Yes, yes, yes. We shall. Hey, man. First question, bit dog. What? What? Was it a person? Or was it something that happened in your life that got you going in coaching? What got you going in coaching? Um, I'd be remiss if I if I didn't tell you it was like, to be honest, man, it was like a sign from God, man. When I was at Georgia Southern, um, and I got down there and and I was looking for a track program that they didn't have, and we was doing the club stuff, and um, and I was registering for classes, and I needed and I needed a class, and um. 
And in my elective course, the only thing that really kind of intrigued me was coaching football. I was like, yo, you know, let me let me let me get into this little coaching football course, this kinesiology course. Because at the time, um, I was a math major. When I first got to Georgia Southern, I was a math major. And um, I just needed I needed an elective course. And the only thing that kind of intrigued me on the list that was left was coaching football. And so I got into coaching football. And, and, and when you get into coaching football, you obviously got to be in the field and actually do some football coaching. And so at that time, my first year coaching football ended up being um, at the rec department um, with, at the time was our, um, who was it? He was our um, dean of students, George Lewis. Lewis, yeah. Yeah, so uh, George Lewis, he was actually my very first coach that I coached underneath. Uh, I coached his son. We were at the rec department. Um, it was the, the Tennessee Volunteers. That was my very first time coaching a Bullet Bullet County rec department. And um, I just, when I did it, I was like, hey, I, I really, I really enjoyed this. So um, I knew I wanted to coach football, man. And, and then I kind of got trickled into to a coaching clinic. And then I met a coach out of high school. And my foot in the door was actually coaching track. And, um... I was coaching track for a little bit, and then eventually they finally gave me my they finally gave me my opportunity to coach football, and uh, I never looked back after that. I even I even changed my major and everything, so I could um just to be a head football coach one day. One day, and the day and the the day came, and when that day came, what what were you doing when you found out? Like, did somebody surprise you with the news, or did they have a big conference? Like, what happened? So, you know, shout out to Coach Bonner, um, Ken Derrick, man. He, he's at yeah. Rockdale right now. Um, and so we kind of already – I kind of already knew um, he was it, it, he was on the way out. You know, he had told me. And so I was just – in my mind, hey, I'm a football coach. Like, I – I, you hear a lot of coaches tell you, if we not coaching, we probably not at the school. And so, you know, when I applied for the for the job, uh, I wanted it. You know, saying like some people apply for it, say let me see if I can get it. But I, I felt like I was the best guy for the job. And so, when they finally they brought me into the office, they sat me down um, after the interviews were over with, and it was just that time for the hiring, and uh my athletic director or my principal, they just kind of looked at me and said, hey, man, we're going we gonna to let you take over the reins. We had some dudes we interviewed. We just felt like you were the best man for the job to continue. Because um, Coach Bonner did a great job while he was at Johnson, man. We we went from a program that hadn't won a game in three years to steadily building wins over the past. And in the last three years um, of Coach Bonner's tenure, man, probably been some of the best three years in, in the school's history we had back-to-back playoff appearances, and then follow that with um, two five-and-five seasons. Um, and so just moving in the right direction, I felt like I, I could continue to build upon that instead of basically starting over from scratch, bringing in a new regime, and having the kids have to learn that trust all over again. I felt like I could continue. So uh, it wasn't like a grandiose thing. It was one of those – for me, it was a, a relief. Uh, it was a relief. Uh, I had interviewed for another job prior to that, and I ended up coming a second to that job. Uh, and so just them letting me know it's, it's like um, 
how can I explain it? it? It's like, it's not the finish line for me. You know what I'm saying? It's like the registration table. Like, I do so much just to get to this point. Now, I'm registered. So now it's time to run the marathon. Good stuff, good stuff, man. Now, I mean, you, you mentioned that, you know, Johnson's been, been coming up. You already said, you know, of course, you know, five and five may not be, you know, too much of a big deal to some of our listeners, though, man. But I've lived in Savannah for for a long time, man. Like I said, for Johnson, five and five for Johnson, that is definitely, you know, building up, man. Because I remember back when I was in school, even though I went to Jenkins, one of the few schools that we can actually, you know, depend on the win was Johnson. Johnson was in a bad state. Back Dang. Then. <laughs> back, That's back crazy, then. too. I, I, I was back in I was back in school, man. So it was definitely you no know, I mean, when you, hey, listen, when you, when you, when you pull up to a program, man, and you, and you got, and you got, um, three homecoming games and, and none of them yours. Yeah, man. Down. <laughs> you know, you know what it is. So, you know, coming in, I mean, just coming in with Bonner, man, getting those two wins off the bat, like really kind of, kind of separating ourselves from the bottom. Like you got, you got bad programs and stuff like that, but you know, just immediately there, there are, there are teams that we just, since we've been here, we haven't lost to like just kind of setting that standard of saying, okay, yeah, there are some bad teams, but like, you're never going to call us one of these two teams anymore or one of these mm-hmm. things. Like, I, I think, I think we do, a, um, since we've been here, we, we've tried to build football players and, uh, a, a big part of, of being a football coach is, is, uh, developing guys, you know, it, some, some, some people kind of prey on, hey, I really just need the talent. Like some guys are good X's and O's. They're not really good motivators. They're not really good at pulling the best out of kids and the best out of players. And so, you know, they predicate their success off of having talent. Like I got to have talent to be successful. Um, one of the things that I think we've done a pretty good job of over the past five years is not really worrying about who, who the guys are just making sure that they can play to the best of their ability and not worrying about their four-star, five-star guy or or begging guys to come. We're, we're real big on loyalty. You know, if you want to be with us, you know, come be with us. We're going to coach you up. We're going to put you in the best position to be successful. If you got your academics right, we're going to try to get you into college. Um, but as far as, like, you know, you know, us, we're we not begging. You know, there's some coaches out there that's begging kids to come to their school. I ain't never really been in the business of that, man. I, I'd rather a kid yeah, be in my program that want to be there. You know, that's that's huge for me because they're going to give you everything they got if they want to be there. So that's, that's just kind of how, how, how it is right now. But I'm loving every second of it, man. Everything I could have dreamed of, man, it's like, it's like a dream come true so far. Okay, good stuff, man. Good stuff, man. I think you already touched on it, though, man. But, again, you said, you know, you, you're basically almost like a continuation of of, of what, you know, of, of what Coach Bonner did. And, again, shout out to Coach Bonner, another Georgia Southern Eagle. So, definitely, you know, shout out shout out to that good man good man as well. And, Hell and, and so, man. of course, another, another one of, you know, one of Steve's, you know, frat brothers, man. So, definitely, definitely shout out, you know, to the boys and boys of blue in the home team. Pyro, so definitely always, always shout out to y'all guys, man. But I, I know that, of course, man, you, you, you and you and Coach Bonner are, are different cats, man. So you're you're gonna almost have to, you know, put your own, you know, flavor or spin on the program, though. So what 
do you think you bring now, you know, to to the Johnson Adam Smashers, you know, that 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 you said that you know what I'm going to you know implement this in order you know to make us you know not just you know a school on the rise though, but actually you know true playoff contenders, man. What, what do you think you bring, you know, now now to the program that now that you're the head coach, Steve? I, I think um, as a, as a as a coach, I think programs take on the personality of mm-hmm. the leader in charge. And um, one thing about Coach Bonner, man, he was real orderly, you know, got stuff done, uh, no bones about it, get it out of the mud type of guy. It, and it was it, it was easy to to follow up under that leadership. Um, and, and, I, and I feel like that foundation that he laid um, will allow me to step into my own, which is uh, I'm, I have more of a cerebral approach. Um, I'm a, I'm a big film study guy. I'm big on X's and O's. I'm big on making sure guys are in the right spot, like a chess match. And mm-hmm. so, um, that foundation that we'll always have that DNA that's going to always be in us, that bottle, that hard work pay off. Like the hard work part. I never got to coach that hard work part. You know, when we first came in, that's all we preach. Hey, you got to work hard. You got to work hard and it'll pay off. And so like hard work is just like, the foundation of our whole building structure and so now when i get to come in because i don't have to harp on working hard so much because that's just what we do now now i'm able to go all right now you got to take the approach of understanding the game and and i i'm i'm real big like film study like i'm i'm punishing people if they slacking on film study i'm making sure you understand your assignment and so if they're going to take on any piece of personality of their leader, then their, their personality trait is going to be a cerebral approach, understanding their opponent, understanding themselves, understanding what they're supposed to do and being better football players. And like, that's always going to be the goal for me. The guys who I, who I bring out, um, who walk out on the field for me, they're going to be prepared and they're going to be disciplined in their craft, not necessarily disciplined, um, as far as showing up on time, they're gonna do that because Bonner does that. Hold on, hold on, real quick, man. Give me a second. Man's always busy, man. Yeah, he was going in. He was going in. Ooh wee, son. Ooh wee. Yeah, I like the fact he was talking about the loyalty because you know some of these football players end up going to places like you know places like Buford. AKA Buford University, Grayson, <laughs> those private schools. You know, shout Grayson. out to shout out to Dylan Raiola. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's what I'm talking about too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and like, like, we'll talk about that whenever you cross that bridge. We, hey, we can talk about. Oh, I got some questions. I got some questions a little bit later on, yeah. Steve. Hey, so, <laughs> That's that. what you call a tease. What, what, I, what I was saying though, like at, at the end of the day, man, I, I want my guys to be. Um, um, locked in mentally to the game. I want them to be football players. Like, you get a lot of athletes, but, like, my job, I feel like as a head football coach, is to take that athlete and develop them into football players. Very well, very well. When you're when – you, um, we hear you talking about what you got your players doing on the field and I you. want them to study and be ready for be ready for game day. Is there anything that – you as the head coach and your and your coaching staff, is there anything that y'all do off the field 
that's uh, helping out players be uh, a model citizen in the oh, man, uh, a, hey, that's a, in the community. That's a yeah. great question, man. Um, I love that question because uh, our motto right now, man, is, is win. And win is mean whatever is necessary. And so I tell mm-hmm. them, man, winning, you, you can't just be a winner on Friday night. <laughs> right? You got to be a winner um, in the community. You got to be a winner in the classroom. Shit, you got to be a winner at the crib. You know what I'm saying? If you at the crib pissing your mama off because you want to do the dishes or, um, you know, not cutting the grass or coming in late or smoking, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you got to be a winner all the time. So uh, I got a couple of programs. I got a mentorship that we're going to start implementing when school come back in. I'm going to take my seniors uh, and have them be mentored, uh, mentoring some of the uh, sixth graders at our basically our sister school. Um, okay. We got an IB program, interbaccalaureate uh, program. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, our IB yeah. program. Um, I'm gonna take them. I'm gonna take a couple of those seniors, mm-hmm. and not just seniors, seniors and juniors. And we got mm-hmm. a we got another um, little community service pro- project called IB Reading. And so we are gonna take them and go to the elementary school um, on some days and have them um, read to the kindergartners and the pre K kids. And you know what they jersey and just show their face in the community. We just did a um like a uh one of my parents in the booster club, she does the South Forsyth um food market. Shout out to the uh, South Forsyth food market in Savannah, Georgia. Oh yeah. Um, they do a lot, they donate a lot of food. Um they do a little thing where um ten dollars on your wick get you fifty dollars of um of groceries and stuff. So yeah, you know, so they um, you know, we, we show our face there. We'll help pack some bags. We did a faith walk the other weekend, and so every opportunity that we get to be in the community, man, I tell my kids to get out and show their face, uh, and so people know who they are, and not and, and so when they're out hanging around and about, like people don't think like they're up to no good. You know what I'm saying? I want people when they see those Johnson kids to know, hey, those kids do right. Those are the kids that I want. My, my my young kids to look up to like you know i got two sons my my oldest son right now man don't all those kids are like brothers to him right they um mm-hmm. they play with them you know they take care of them my, my son come to practice i never worry like when my son's not around or anything i never worry because the 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 sense of family that we build at johnson right now uh i know my kids in good hands when i can't see them Cause I know, I know his brothers and his sisters. Cause of my track kids, I know they're gonna take care of them. And so, um, very good. Yeah, very like good. It, it's it's big to be in the community, man. You know, it's not a part time thing. For sure, for sure. So, yeah. it said when you say that y'all are family and all that good stuff. It says you are a math teacher. Are you still are you still teaching math right now, or you just now that you're head coach, you're just head coach, and you uh, don't. Uh, unfortunately. One day, hey, one day I can hang up the, you know, hang up the um the pencil and, and, and the calculator. But no, nah, I'm um, uh, I've been, I still a math teacher, man. I, I was actually okay. the department chair for the past year and a half, and once I got the head coaching job, I just kind of let my um principal know uh, that responsibility to probably be end up being too much as far as being a head mm-hmm. football coach and a head tracker. Right. In the math department chair, you know it just it just it's just a lot. But um, shit, I'm a hell of a math teacher though, man. It's hard to get rid of me. It's hard to let me go. Yeah, I ain't gonna just lean down the skills, baby. 
And you said about the about the family and your your you know not worrying about your kids when you know you can't see them when you're not in head coaching mode and you might just be chilling in your office or you might just be walking around the school checking on your checking on your players can any of your players just come up to you and be like what's up coach or how's your day going can I ask you a question real quick? And it doesn't have to be about football. Are you that open up as a person to come up to? Or I'm a, you like, I'm hey, man, don't one, talk to me right now. I'm going to tell you one thing about me and my kids, man. You'll ask any of my kids that's in my program, man, my kid love me. And the reason and the reason I, I this, this program is going to end up working out for me is because my kids are really loyal to me. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a, a gym that a, a dude talked uh, yes. a long time ago. Yes, so, bring it. Lay it on us. So, uh, and and this came from a math teacher standpoint, but I, I applied to my coaching. I applied to my coaching as well. Um, he said he was saying, man, he, he gets frustrated when he hears teachers go, man, they ain't gotta like me. They just gotta do the work. And you know, mm. and and the thing about it is, what he told me was, yeah, but. If they like you, they'll be more willing to not let you down. And so mm. they'll be more willing to put in work mm. to be successful because mm. they don't want you, they don't want to let you down. But when they don't like you, they don't care if if they fail or not because they I'm a math teacher. So half of the time they walk into the class like I ain't good at math. So I, you know what I'm saying? They like I'm gonna fail anyway. But but when <laughs> when they when they respect you and they actually like you letting you down does something to them. And so just them having that respect where they understand that you you have a level of respect for them and they have a level of respect for you, it, it's not about football all the time. You know, I tell yeah. my kids, man, my, my motto is, which I got from Bonner is, um, you protect the program and the program will protect you. Hold on. Um, Hold on, give me a second. Oh, shit. My bad. My wife asked me a question and, and I didn't and I didn't message her back. And I need to do that right now. Yes, you do, man. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. Hey, that's coming from that's coming from B. Willingham, the founder of this great yes. Whatever you do, man. If you need to start to do that, do that. And I would say I would say the same thing. Shout out my baby. Yeah, I, got it, I got it done. But I, got I would say the same thing. Okay. Hey. Don't be too late on that, my boy. Yeah, but, hey, I, I missed hey. the first text. I seen the eyes. Hey, you might come. Wait a minute. Hey, you might. Hey, you might come on the Home Depot and change the locks on you. Oh, okay. the red alert. Red alert. But yeah, no. So, man. But honestly, man, my kids, man. Um, one thing that they respect about me, I'm, I'm gonna tell you one thing about these kids, man. Um, honesty. Uh, I'm a very, very honest coach. Um, I let them know um, where I feel their ability is, and I'm very open with them. You know, what I'm saying I'm very open with the kids. And when I say open, I don't mean like a whole bunch of my personal life. But as far as I, I'm not, I'm not going to. Um, I don't lie, and, and, and the kids respect that I don't lie. So 
when I get new kids, when they first come in, especially being a track coach, like, I give you a, a piece of information, right? As, I, you know, I've been a head track coach for, for years. So, um, you know, everybody want to come in and run, run 100 and 200. Everybody think they're a sprint. Right? And, and, I, and, I gotta, and I'm the one that got to tell the kids, like, hey, man, you're not. You, you're a 400 runner. Or you're an 800 runner. Or you might be a miler. Shit, you might be a shot putter. Like, you, you just ain't got that in you. And, um, and over the past five years, um, I built that reputation, that reputation of being honest, but being able to, to show them if you just trust me in my evaluation of your talent, I will put you in a spot and I will coach you up and I'll show you how good you can be in that spot if you allow me to. You know, sometimes a kid will come and play football and they think they're a running back or they might mm. think that they yeah. a wide receiver or they mm. might think they're safety. And like, where where my kids respect me at, if I go to them and say, "Hey man, that safety shit don't look too good for you," <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, 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 it ain't. That's not gonna get you on the field. You might want to look at outside linebacker, maybe defensive end. You ain't got the foot speed. You ain't got the ball skills. It just it ain't it ain't gonna get you on the field. You can play. You can stay in that safety group, but the odds of you being on the field are greater if you change position, right? I, I'm, I'm that type of coach. And most of the time, my kids, they'll come to me and they'll be like, you know what, Coach Cool? They trust me. Because in track, when I told yeah. the kids, hey, you're a 400 runner instead of a 100 or 200 runner, and I coached them up to be a 400 runner, they had success. So now I got yeah. those track kids going to the football kids and just saying, hey, trust Coach Smith. Because even when I took over the track program, like – um. Uh, bless Rico Campbell, man. Rico Campbell, he at South Effingham right now. He is Savannah. He um he a Statesboro native. Uh, I took over the program for him. He a hell of a track coach. When he was at Statesboro High, he had one like shit, like ten regions in a row with the boys and the girls, like dog. Yeah. So when I had got over there, like Ooh. my goal was to like, if if I could just build up the program from Rico, I'd be proud. And we and my boys won the region last year, but they were able to win the region because every year we were having success. And they were having success because they were trusting me. And so now that I'm able to take mm -hmm. over the football program, those same track kids are telling guys who didn't run track, hey, shut the fuck up and just do what Coach Smith said. Aye. And like, Aye. and like, and now, it's it make it easier. No, no doubt, no doubt, man. But, but, but yeah, man, I'm, I, I've been wondering, man, since, since you are the, the head man, and because, because you are, you know, the head man, head man of the football team, that means that you need, or at least you have assistants that also help you, that help you, you know, run the football team as well. So what do you look for in, in, in an assistant? And, and, and what can, you know, an, an assistant, you know, bring? Or what do you need an assistant to bring in order to be a part of, of, of a Coach Steven Smith football, football staff? So, so rule number one for me, the first thing, um, whenever I'm talking to a coach, interviewing them and telling them about um, what I'm looking for, the very first thing I tell them is a relationship building. Like, don't I don't want you to I don't want you to come into this program with a mindset of um, uh, I'm, I'm about to be this hard ass. All right. I, another little gym, right? I'm about to drop another little gym on you. Ooh, gym time! 
um, a, a coach, a coach at a coaching clinic who's been doing it for a long time. He gave me a quote. That man said, <clears throat> he said, rules without relationship leads to rebellion. And the, the first thing that I tell, the first thing that I tell all my coaches who I interview is, hey, you might know X's and O's. You might be a great motivator. But the very first thing I need you to be able to do is build a relationship with these players because they ain't going to care how much you know until they know how much you care. So you need to make sure that they know that you care about them as people because this football shit ain't going to last forever. Some of these dudes going to be done their, their senior year. They'll never play football again. But mm. what did you deliver to these kids that they can take into the real world that doesn't, that doesn't pertain football? Right, like my kids know, from from three o'clock to six o'clock, I'ma yell at them, I'ma fuss at them, I'ma cuss at them. I'm, hey, I'm going a hundred mile power. They know that part, but they also know before three o'clock and after six o'clock, I'ma take care of them. You hungry? I'ma feed you. You need a ride? I got you. You need a couple dollars to do some? Sh- I I got you, because I need you to know that it, I, I'm not using you as a football player. Right, I, I just want to see you be a better young man than you were yesterday. And so I look for my coaches to have the same mindset. You know what I'm saying? I, I trust myself to know X's and O's. I trust myself to be a coach's coach. So even if you're not a guy who know a whole bunch of shit about football, I trust myself to help you be a better football coach at the end of the day. But if you want to work for my staff, I need you to be a person who care about the kids, who going to look out for the kids, who going to build that relationship with the kids, and make sure that these kids look at you as a role model and not somebody that's only an authority figure, somebody who they thrive to be. They they want to they want to be just like you at the end of the day. That's yeah. what I look for in my coaches. Yeah, I actually Amen. like I actually Amen. like what you said there too. Amen. 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 You know, some of these coaches are just coaching, you know, just for the money championship. They ain't really just coaching the kids and teaching them about. There's other everyday things going on because you know some of these kids they need they need role models and father figure because you know most of the time these fools when they done with when they done with the football season some of these coaches ain't even got anything to do with you it's like man, oh, some you, of these you, coach man football season man, they don't even get shit about your grades no more yeah I'd be ineligible <laughs> for the spring man and like that's one of the things that hurt me the most man I had a kid um that was ineligible for the spring but it just kind of came out of nowhere it just came out of nowhere we just expected the kid you know we it was one of the kids that we didn't think that that his grades would slip and so we stay on all these other kids and then when this kid then eligible for the spring which means that he was slacking during football season he was the only football player that was ineligible during the spring he was the one person who we thought would not be ineligible for the spring and so you know that hurt me so like now i know when football season does end even though we're in the fall time, I'm going to double back on these grades to make sure that my guys take care of business. So when spring roll around, I get all my mm-hmm. kids in the springtime. Because right. when spring roll around, you know, when it comes with track, hey, my track mm-hmm. kids, my track kids, they know what's up. I, hey, hey man, hey, I got stories, <laughs> man. My kids be like, hey, man, Coach Smith kicked the dude yeah, off the bus. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, off the bus. Hey, we were going to the region finals. We were going to the region finals. And I had told the kids, I said, 
if you don't qualify for the region final, you not, I'm not gonna let you just miss a day of school just so you can say, oh, I, I'm just trying to support my team. Hey, you gotta qualify. Man, I got on the bus. I had a kid on the bus that didn't qualify for the finals. I got on the bus. I said, "What you doing? Get off!" <laughs> <laughs> the kids was like, "He told you. Hey, I told you he was gonna kick you off." Hey, you were <laughs> told you, but told you. Hey, yeah. Hey, but, hey, I mean, hey, y'all. But, hey, mess around to find out. Hey, I guess. Like these kids, man. These kids really do like structure, man. Like a lot of stuff that be going on. You know, when, when people when people look at the youth and like, hey man, they um, you know, the youth is tough and they they going down the wrong direction, which is true, but it's because people don't understand like these young kids, they really want structure. Like if you structure it, they will follow. Like people think like I don't I, I need to be a friend to this kid, but like the truth is like as adult figures. Man, we really gotta gotta be the structure in front of these kids because if you do it, I promise you, they'll get in line. They want they want somebody to guide them, but like they don't have no real guidance. And like, you know me, man. You know my hair long. I got my beard out. I look the way I look for a reason. I tell people that all the time. I look the way I look for a reason. I don't want no. I I, I need my kids to understand that it don't really matter what you look like where you come from. If you work hard, you got a dream and you want to accomplish it. All you got to do is just strive for it, put your head down and work, and you'll get there. Don't let nobody tell you that you got to look a certain way to be a certain way or to do a certain thing. If if they won't let you in the door, you you make your own door. You make your own path. You go a different way if that's what you want to do, right? You don't have to you don't have to fall in line with that structure. You can fall, find your own structure and get the same thing that you wanted before, or you might find something better. But be yourself. Right, do what you're supposed to do to get your goals that you want to accomplish. Don't ever let nobody tell you that you gotta be a certain way, look a certain way, act a certain way. You know, if you man, hey, if you hung out with me at Georgia Southern, I promise you, ain't too much, ain't too much change except for I don't stay out Ooh. till three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I don't think any, I don't think any of us do that, man. Hey man, talking. Man, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Steve. Hey, Steve, man, hold on, man. Sh- shout out to the Blue Ice Parties. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> nah, nah, man. He don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Shout out to the album, man. Shout out to the album, man. Yeah, man. Shout out to Zaytan, man. The home team, man. Boy, like Steve said. Like I said, if you know, you know. You should have been there. You, you had to be there. there. You had to be you there. Legends were made. That's hey, all you need to know. Hey, that, that little time from about, what, 2007 to 2011? Bro. Really about 2014, yeah. if we been for real. Scary. <laughs> yeah, Scary. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yes. Hey, man, but, but talking about that being that you're teaching the kids to be good players, good students, and good citizens in the community. But you yourself, you're you're a father, you're a husband, and you're a head football coach. How is life at home when er- something may be going bad at the at the head coaching at the head coach or or the teaching the teaching? Like when you come home, how do you feel? How how is that? How how is it all tied together? Do 
do you during the season do you have a lot of time for your, do you still have time for your family or so, is first it just thing, first thing shout out to my wife ah yeah there and we go shout out to my wife number one because listen any 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 football coach will tell you and any football wife will tell you that shit ain't that shit ain't easy being married to mm-hmm. not even just a head coach just a football coach in general it's mm-hmm. it's a real difficult thing because it is so time consuming. It is so time consuming, and so you know when when it first started out when I when I first got down here as the OC, it was tough. It was it was real tough, man. And and the thing about it, man, we had a lot of discussions, a lot of heated discussions. Where you know I had been doing this long before. You know I've been coaching long before I met my wife, and um and I I would always use the excuse of you know, and you know what you you know what you married into. Like I told you, like this is my dream, this is my goal. But at the same time, man, when I left Statesboro, I was at the alternative school when I was coaching at Portal. And when I left, um, my principal he gave me one piece of information, man. He was like, "Hey, you never get that time back." You know what I'm saying? You never get that time back. And so, um, I don't do a very good job of when I get home of like just cutting off my phone and saying, yo, I deal with everything tomorrow. Um, because I always feel like if, if I don't handle some shit or some important shit come up, I got to answer the phone. And that's some shit I'm trying to learn how to get better at. But one thing about it, man, like my kids for sure, like, and that's why I say shout out to my wife. Cause she, she does get the short end of the stick, unfortunately. And I'm not trying to do it. Like I'm, I'm trying to be better with it. Like, one thing about it, like, my kids, I always try to make time for them. Like, my son, hey, when he leave, like, my son go to school around the corner from the school I work at. So when he leaves school, he can come over there and be with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I want I want him to be able to spend those two or three hours around me so he'll never, you know, get to a point in life and be like, yo, I live in a house with my daddy, but I never see my daddy or my daddy ain't never around. You know what I'm saying? But, but what ends up happening is, you know, Practice ended at 6, 6.30, and then you got to wait for the kids to get picked up. So you don't leave to about 7, 7.15. I work 25, 30 minutes away from the house. So by then, it's about 7.45, almost 8 o'clock before you get home. I got a newborn, so he about to go to bed when I get home. The other one, he coming home with me. Got to get him ready for bed because I his bedtime get pushed back to 9.30. And now, you know, the little bit of time I got with my wife, you know, I try to make that up on the weekend. You know, I try to I try to have that I try to have that that Saturday um where it's just us. But it's still tough because if you got a game on Friday, you break down film on Saturday, you got a coaches meeting on Sunday, then you back on the grind on Monday. And so, mm-hmm. you know, um it's it's not an easy thing, man. And and I, I really appreciate my wife for for being understanding and being loving and being caring. And one thing about it, like she really wasn't no football person, but hey, she tiptoes <laughs> down with me now. Like she got that, yeah. hey, she she hey, she with it. She with it now. I you know, yeah. she had every game, she brought the kids, she she don't I miss yeah. a game. So it's like you she know, recognizes she the plays that's about to that's about to unfold. You got her in the hey, you got her in the press box or not? Hey, but she know when the hey, one thing she know when the referee fucking up. She knows hey. <laughs> that's all you need to know. Hey, right? Hey, right, you, hey, you your, your long hair flying through the wind. Like, hey. oh, <laughs> hey, listen, she know I have some bullshit, ref. 
<laughs> my, my wife like the lady on, on, on the blind side. She out there like that. Oh, oh shit. There we go. Oh, nah. like, nah. the book. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. Oh, yeah, man. That's, that's good, man. That's good, man. But, hey, man, it, that's, that's definitely good, man. Uh, hey, man, we pray that you, you know, y'all keep the keep that going. Um, you know, definitely try your best, man. Anything, uh, you know, make sure that that home is straight. I know you make a home straight with, you know, getting a promotion to the head coaching job. But, you know, when you when you get home, hey, man, just try to spend as much as you can with your family. I know I know being the head coach is, is rough. I've seen doc, plenty of documentaries about, you know, these head coaches and stuff, and especially the high school head coaches, because you still like deal with the kids at some point when they leave. Like, so have you had any crazy story? You, can you give us one crazy story about you and a kid? It could be a track player or a football <laughs> player. And then, and then you can tell us a story about a parent. Um, Cause that's why I'm here. Cause I'm messy. Let's go. <laughs> so, I'm gonna tell you what's funny, right? So when I first started coaching, I, I don't know if this is terrible because I, I really had no, no real major issues. I know when I first first started coaching when I was still in Statesboro, um, I was fairly young, and I I just remember um, like I, I I'm ten toes down in my philosophy. Like I don't I don't really care how talented you are. All I care about is are you willing to put the work in to be good. And um, I remember a girl when I was um when I was um when I first started coaching track, and I was addressing the team about something, and um she was in the back talking with her friend, and I and I looked at her, I said, hey, you know, um, did you think you were supposed to come out here and just talk to your friends the whole time? And she looked at me, and she was like, yeah, and I was like, oh, oh, well, you can just go home then. And then she was like, okay. And she left, right? And then um and then um and then a couple days later she came back a little upset and was saying, Hey coach, you know, I'm sorry. I apologize. Mm-hmm. I really want to be a part of the team. Cause like I'll I'll get rid of one person, but like I got the type of personality that the other kids want to still stay around. So when your friends want to be around, like you want to come back. So she ended up coming back and, and, and the thing is if she ever watches. Like she knows exactly who I'm talking about. She ended up coming back. So, long story short, that was when she was a fr- I mean, that's when she was in middle school. In high school, she was working, 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 trying to get better. And like her very last track meet, her junior year, she she was like, she had crossed that threshold. She had ran like we was in the four by four, and she ran like third leg. And she ran like this amazing leg, passed that out the finish line. And one thing about me as a track coach. When it come down to that time of the season, I'm at the finish line to catch everybody, right? So I catch out the finish line. She crying. She's proud of herself. That team end up going to sectionals, um, from from nothing really. And um, and so the 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 upcoming year, man, she ended up getting pregnant, and she couldn't run track, mm. and she was really upset that she couldn't run track. And it was so funny because it had came full circle because it came from. Like, I don't really give a shit about this sport. I'm only out here because my friends, too. Yo, like, I'm important, and I want to be good. And, like, when that had happened, I knew that I was in the right profession. Like, 
when I start mm-hmm. having kids, and that's that thing we was talking about earlier, where the yeah, kids, yeah. the kids cared about me as a person and not wanting to let me down. So when they weren't able to do the things that I was a part of, it kind of hurt them too. So that's when I knew, like, I, I'm doing the right thing. I'm in the right profession, and I'm doing it the right way. But a parent, like, I got a story. Like, I got one for sure. And the mm. funny thing, like, this yes. dude right yes. here. Come on. Come on. <laughs> like, this, hey, like, this dude, like, this dude right here, he, he A1, man. He, like, he actually one of my, one of my real closest dudes out here. And, and one thing I tell you, man, he loyal to the cause. He loyal to the kids, man. He got a real good heart. He, he real old school. So, his mentality with football ain't what it is. Like it, it don't really work for this for this generation of kids. But I understand where he's coming from. But when I first got down here, man, we had um we was in a dog fight with a with, with one of the schools. And um we had the game sewn up. We had the ball off to the running back. Literally, we're we're in a situation if if the running back picks up the first down, we win the game. Like we literally just kneel out the rest of the game. Like, that's what's going on. And, like, the running back picks up the first down, and instead of, like, just protecting the ball and getting tackled and letting us nail out the ball, somebody come and punch that shit out, and they fumble, right? And then the other team gets the ball back. They go and score. Now we down. And, like, I'm a new OC, so it's, like, my first or second year down here in Savannah. And I'm still really kind of learning the playbook because it's not my playbook, but I, mm-hmm. I understand it. But trying to figure out a way to get the kids in the best position to like be successful with the quarterback who's still learning the system as well. And we end up losing the game. And uh one of the parents in the back, like, man, that motherfucker don't know what we do. You need to fire that motherfucker. Like yelling crazy. And like at the time, like his son might have had dropped like two passes. And like I'm new, I'm young still. Like all this shit new to me. So like you yelling and cursing at me and talking to me about me, that shit don't fly. So, I don't give a fuck. Man, how about you get your son to catch the motherfucking ball? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> son, like, hey, and, and so me, hey, so me and Bonner, and before, and like I said, this is before we really knew the guy. Like right now, man, I talk to the dude all the time. Like his, we graduated both of his sons. One of his sons went to play um um D one football. The other one, he 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 didn't. I don't think he really wanted to play football after high school. But we graduated two of his sons, and he still like donates to the program and stuff like that. So he A1 now, you know what I'm saying? But at the time, me and Bonnie thought, like, shit, this year one shit, we finna, they finna fire our ass because we finna, we finna <laughs> get into it with the goddamn parents in, on, in, in, the, in, the, in this game right here. So, you know, like, that that right there was a, a experience for me to learn, like, you know, you got to be able to, you got to be able to, like, take that shit. Like, it's part of it. Like, when you become, a, when you're not just a head coach, but even a coordinator. You get to a point, man, like everybody expects you, like, everybody look at this like um, like, like the NFL or even like college. They think everything you call, the 11 people that you got on the field are going to do everything that you tell them to do. But they don't understand that, you know, these kids aren't really like football or, hell, these kids barely are good enough in the classroom to understand the, the material in the classroom. And so you you bring them out on the field, like playing football is really another class that you add. You got to learn stuff. And so you, we got kids with IEPs, we got kids with BIPs, we got kids with 504s. And so like they don't learn the same way. And so they struggle. And so just like when a kid see five plus four, he mess around and put 10, 
because he's working too fast. The same kid, when you tell him he's supposed to step left and he step right, and it blows up your whole play. And so, you know, with, with that, it, it was just a little tough early on when we first um when we first got out here. We had a lot of we had a lot of arguments with the parents, but you know, it ended up coming back full circle, and a lot of the parents respect what we do now. Good stuff, oh, man. where everybody go? Oh, oh yeah, hey, hey, we here, bro. Go ahead, <laughs> you got it, you got it. Oh, oh, okay, all right, good stuff, man. But yeah, I was just about to ask you, man. So, what is or what has a typical summer summer been been at Johnson uh, under you, Steve? I know that you you have your practices from you know three to six, though. But in terms of you know the strength and conditioning. And you know, just building up to the season, man. What has the what has the summer been like, man? Or at least, yeah, the off season been like for the Johnson Adams Masters so far. Uh, man, this summer's been great, man. I, I've um, out of the, all our seniors, the ones who um, who we who've been with us from day one. The crazy thing is, man, um, uh, we've had like a total of five absences. So, like, and that's count like let's say three seniors missing the same day, mm-hmm. right? That's three absences. Like, and that, that has to happen. Like, we had one bad Thursday when we came back from a padded camp, and then we had one other day. But, like, we've had maybe, like, five to seven total absences from the senior class. We've been going four days a week um, since June. So, in June, we went from um, 10 to 1 because I was kind of um, acclimating for the um, summer school kids. And then when we came back for – um. From the day we 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 did two days the first week. Last week we went to Camden County for our paddock camp. We went to Burke County in June for our paddock camp. We had a seven on seven. We did a little um, OTA with Bradwell. We did some OTA stuff, no pads with um Effingham. Um, we we've had some great competition. I've got I've gotten to see our kids grow. Um, our kids are committed. We've we've averaged, which ain't a big number. But it's been a, a consistent number, about 35 kids, 35 to 40 kids okay. for the entire summer. And so, you know, a lot of programs, you know, we like we went down to Camden. They got 225 kids. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you know, me having 35 kids to a lot of football coaches, they might be looking at it like, well, shit, that ain't really nothing. But I know for Savannah football for sure, and not, not Savannah private schools, but – Savannah public school oh. that's not a Jenkins or a New Hampstead having 35 kids at your workout, 35 to 40 kids at your workout, that's a solid number. Because when Absolutely. we first got here and we were doing summer workouts, they were like, they literally told Coach Bonner, shit, you probably get like 12 kids. Like it was like these kids ain't gonna come show up for your workouts. So like for, for us to start at that where our at like people in the community and people in the building were saying hey, you're not really going to get that many kids to come work out for you, to being able to have a consistent 35, 40 kids every day, you know. uh, It's been pretty solid, man. We've been really on the film. We've been really studying, learning how to play football. And um, I think we're going to be a better football team than we were last year. I don't think we have better um, necessarily athletes or, or football players, but I think we've done enough this summer to make them better football players than they were last year. Like, we got a lot of dudes who've never started a varsity game. Like, out of the 22 starting positions, if I'm being real, real with you, 19, 
18, 19 of them ain't never started. Like, they might have been back up, got some minutes. But, like, 18, 19 kids were, were never started on varsity. So, you know, I, I think we're going to be fine. Though. They, they've gotten a lot of reps against a lot of good teams. All right, good stuff, good stuff, man. I guess the leading into that question, man, how do you and your staff, like I said, man, because I know, I know that, you know, starting or at least preparing for the season doesn't, doesn't necessarily start, you know, the first first week, man. Like I said, that you, you have to, you know, at least from, from some of my coaching friends, you know, they actually, you know, try to at least do some install, you know, during, during the summer or at least, you know, after the kids, you know, after, you know, the fifth conditioning, after the workouts, start, you know, doing install. But at least you all start putting in, you know, some game planning for some of the, you know, teams that you have on the schedule, man. Looking at your schedule, man, y'all have some, y'all, have, y'all play some good teams, Steve. There's a McIntosh County. They were good back back when I was in school, man. So I think that's y'all's first game. So knowing that you have a team like an MCA that's coming up on your first game, how does that affect, you know, the way – that you, you know, go about, you know, preparing for the season, you knowing that, you know, hey, even if we don't win, if we, if we, you know, put a good showing against a team like a McIntosh County Academy, you know, we could probably, you know, look for some real, you know, positive growth, you know, come, you know, come, you know, the next nine games of the season. Well, so like last year, you know, um, every year you get a, you get a, 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 a two-year contract usually. And so we played McIntosh last year. And um, um, unfortunately, when we were going into McIntosh, our scrimmage game, our quarterback had COVID. So mm-hmm. my quarterback, who who had never, ever played quarterback, mind you, as a sophomore, he's going into a season, never played quarterback. Um, McIntosh was going to be his first varsity game. And I felt like, you know, we let that one get away. I think that was a game that we could have won last year. Mm-hmm. We let that game get away from us. Um, and so the thing that I really wanted to focus on in the summertime, like to your point, um, it's really about making sure you know how to play your game of football. Yeah. Um, my offensive coordinator, who was our defensive coordinator last year, same mindset, very cerebral, very, very understanding of the game, very understanding of the talent that we have. And, um, uh, I think that he's done a very good job this summer of installing, the stuff that we do, um, that we're going to be doing, understanding um, the <coughs> excuse me, thank um, you know um, installing our offense because our offense ain't going to be the same as it was for the past five years. It, it'll be slightly different, but getting the kids to understand what we're going to be doing, trusting them to do it right. You know, we 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 some hard asses, so we get on them when they mess up, but. Um, you know, going into the going into the season, um, it's really not about the opponents per se. Mm. You know, um, you you got to be able to know, you got to be able to have an identity going into the season. Who are you? What are you gonna do? What do you do well? What do you do bad? What can't you do? And so, the entire summer is really predicated on a. Hey, can you run this? Can we run that? Do we understand alignment? And, and, and what can we be successful with? What are our strengths? What are our weaknesses? And so, yeah, we we know we understand that we got McIntosh up first. But the truth is, we really can't worry about McIntosh until we play Lakeside. Lakeside is our scrimmage game, right? Mm-hmm. McIntosh is going to mm-hmm. have a scrimmage game. 
So we need Macintosh's film. We can look at Macintosh film. They can look at our film. And, and, and then it becomes, um, it's not about the kids anymore. It's about what we do as coaches. So, like, that's what I look at. Like, as a head coach, I look at, like, we got Lakeside film. What type of game plan do we implement for that game? When mm-hmm. we get to Macintosh, what kind of game plan do my coordinators implement for that game? I I don't want to – I don't want to – even though we know there are certain teams in our region and on our schedule that we want to beat and there are great measuring sticks to see how successful we're going to be for the season, we can't worry about those teams until we know that we're good at what we do. Because if we're not if, – if we don't have an identity, then it doesn't really matter – about how good Macintosh is or how good another program is because we don't have an identity and we can't do the stuff that we need to do in order to be successful, um, you know, throughout the season. You know, when you when you play Alabama, you know what they're going to do. When you play Clemson, you, they have an identity. Do they game plan? Yes. But that game plan is going to include their identity. Right, right. You know, it's like macking with girls. You got to use different lines, but you got the same swag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pure and simple. Hey man, hey man, <laughs> hey man. I I got a I got a question for you, man. Since you're the big man on campus right now, you're the head coach. Shout out to big man on campus, the coach. Shout, shout out to shout out to Johnson High School for for putting our boy Stephen Stephen Blano Smith in the head coach position. Shout out and hand clap for them young bucks. Hey, are you? Do you consider yourself a micromanager, or do you let your coaches do their thing? And, and hey, that's a hell of a question, boy. Let me tell you. <laughs> that's very good. Let me tell oh, you. That I'm going to be real transparent, man. Early in the summer, okay, so the my, my OC, I didn't micromanage because my OC was on the staff with us last year. So I kind of already understood, like, what like we had a long like we had long talks. I knew exactly what he wanted to do, and like we were all on the same page. He he took, uh oh, he he took he took what I uh oh, we good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're good, we're good. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um. So, like, my 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 offensive coordinator, like, he took what we do and what we were gonna do, and he kind of, he kind of like, we already had to talk, so I didn't really micromanage that. But I will say on the defensive side of the ball, because everybody on the defensive side of the ball was new. I was micromanaging, and 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 I had to learn how to go. Okay, boom! I hired these dudes. I gotta let them do their job. So, like for the first half of the summer, it was real big on, you know, I'm on. Like I, I rarely would ever be on the offensive side. Like I would just be like, yo, yo, like yo, my OC, he got that shit. I'll coach the position that I'll, I'll be coaching if I need to. You know what I'm saying? Help these dudes out, whatever the case may be. But on the defensive side. Man, that shit was, hey, this shit need to be ran like this. Hey, I'm I'm over at the D-line making sure they're doing this shit. I'm over at the linebackers making sure they're doing this shit. I'm going to the DPs <laughs> making sure they're doing this shit. I'm, oh, I'm calling damn. plays. I'm doing all that shit. Like, I, I didn't 
I was I was extremely micromanaging. You know what I'm saying? One of the you know, and the good thing is, I got a lot of veteran coaches. Like I got on my staff right now, I got two dudes who are new at coaching. I got two dudes. One dude I coached when he was in high school. Um, he actually he's actually a PE teacher, and another dude he's coached little league and stuff, but he's new at, at, on the high school level. But the but but the other ones they're all veteran coaches, and so like they'll come to me like, hey, coach man, hey, let us do our job, let us do our job, and like I'm like, hey, look, like you know it's when when you got a certain <laughs> standard, like you want to see it done a certain way. So it was real hard for me to just like. If I would have if I would have stepped away a little bit earlier, like maybe it maybe my my, my DC would have would have did it exactly how I needed it, or he would have figured the shit out. But like I I don't feel like I gave him that opportunity. You know, I feel like I gave him that opportunity. The second half of the summer, it was more so like, hey, coach, you got it. Like you got to handle that shit. Like I, I I'm just gonna do what I do. I'm just gonna correct kids. That dude wrong. I'm a dude, you know what I'm saying? And but 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 one thing about it is, you know, kind of with that. When I see some shit going wrong with one kid, like I'm a correct him, but his position coach might come to me like, "Hey, coach, let me let me talk to him." But I'm like, "Look, fuck, like you been talking to him." Like in my mind, I'm like, "Hey, let me talk to him now." Clearly, <laughs> what I said, like, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Before you, before you jump into that pool, and you know, try to try to do that stuff. So, um, that's one of the things, man. Like when you become a head coach, that you got to learn how to deal with, especially like being a track coach. Well, I don't have a real big staff. It's been like me and like two other people ever since I've been the head track coach. But I've always had a growing team. Like last year, I had like a team of sixty kids, and so like, um, which is more football players than I have right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, I have, I have, I have, I have this big program, and I'm so used to working with the sprinters, making sure that the distance people are doing what they're doing. Every now and again, like going over to the throwers, making sure they're good, and then after we do all the whole workout, going with the jumpers, making sure that they marks are good, teaching them drills, and like I'm so used to doing everything as a head coach for track that when I became a head coach of football, it was hard to like, it was hard to let go of that let go of that same mindset but my 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 assistant coach they've done a, a, a bang up job of of like being patient and you know and working with me through that whole process and so now i think we on the right track we at that time of the year where we're practicing in the afternoon so all the coaches can be there um in the afternoon i got i got it's me and six other guys and so all all seven of us are, have been at practice for this acclimation period and it's just been it, it's been clicking and so, you know, I'm I'm excited to see how the season turn out, man. Very good, very good, man. I got one last question, man. I got one last question. I know we've been messy. I know we've been dropping jams, but <laughs> for for you, this is for you. You you're the new head football coach. You've been coaching track, still coaching track. Been coaching football. You love each sport. You love the kids. Kids love you. But man, you're when you get home, you gotta be a husband. You gotta be a father. 
as of right now, and you you haven't coached a regular season game yet, but what is your biggest test personally? For you, what do you think your biggest test is going to be as being the new head coach of this football team and y'all trying to go bigger and better things, do, you know, be six and four instead of five and five, hit the playoffs again, make a playoff march, and then coming home to your newborn, your older son, your oldest son, and your wife. Where do you think is going to be your biggest test this season? Um, we got uh, on speechless. Yes. No, 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 no. My wife is speechless. <laughs> <laughs> Um, give me two. I'm I'm just texting back to Mrs. Oh, hey man, hey man. See? All right, so um, <laughs> so so for me, so for me, I think the biggest test is going to be dealing with dealing with the the weekend. I think dealing with the weekend is gonna be huge. Cause cause whether we win or we lose. I, I feel like there's always going to be a, a sense of pressure because if we if we win, right? If we win, then it's going to be pressure to continue to win, which is fine. Like I, I kind of like I'm an adrenaline junkie, but like the adrenaline for me ain't jumping out of a plane, it's walking out on the field and everybody expecting you to be successful. Like that's the adrenaline I love, and so. Mm-hmm. Mm. That that Saturday and Sunday, being able to balance, like I wake up on Saturdays during football season, I wake up at like seven o'clock. Like so I can have time with my family afterwards. But like really, really like put myself in a position to to not be so tired. Um and, and push myself through and to deal with the attrition of, of the last five games of the season. Not just my own attrition, but the attrition of the kids of being just tired of, you know, running around and, and playing football. Because believe it or not, no matter how much these kids love football, uh, that 10-game season is tough for some of these kids. Mm-hmm. And, it's really, and it's, really like, it's really like 12, 13 weeks because you got your scrimmage game. Like for us, we got a scrimmage game, a game, then we got a bye week. We got two bye weeks. We got a bye week after the first game. And then we got like another bye week after like game five or game, no, not like game seven. Yeah, we got another bye week after game seven going into game eight. And so that long time, like even though these kids say they love football, they like football, whatever the case may be, um, they, they, they really, it, it's really hard for them to deal with those last four weeks of the season. And so I think a big part of it is going to be me dealing with the weekend, preparing every week. Because Monday through Friday is Monday through Friday. Like, I, I've been doing that shit for almost 15, 16 years now. Um, but but th- those last four weeks of the season, they're, they're always tough. And those weekends are always tough. They've always been tough for me. So uh, I think that's going to be the hardest part. As far as teams are concerned, I don't got no one team that I'm really like so sold on. 
I just gotta we just gotta line up and play and prepare. You know, I don't like to give teams too much credit. Being understandable, understandable, man. So, I, 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 my last question, I think it's, it's probably more, more like a two part, and it circles back around, you know, to what we what we teased earlier, though, man. But I think, you know, it's especially what, what you and Coach Bonner have have done for for Johnson before, and I just like to just look at, you know, a, a bigger picture of Savannah football, because, like I said, man, I I spent a lot of my youth in in Savannah, and like I said, man, I, I went to I went to Jacobs for the first three years of, of high school. So like I said, I, I've definitely, you know, consider myself very familiar with the Savannah. So, so, shout out to Coach Welsh. Shout out to Coach Welsh over there. Jacob. Oh yeah, Tony, Tony Welsh. Yeah, man. In fact, I think I think Coach Welsh was at Savannah when I was when I was at Jacobs, man. That's Savannah High the high. I think he was actually there when I was at Jacobs. Yeah, he, was, he, he just came back from Claxton three years ago. Oh, that's what's up, man. So so yeah, man. So yeah, I, I, as you probably know, man, Jenkins had had their had that rough spell back when I was in, man. But but I think yeah, it was a couple of years ago when Jenkins like made it to like the the what the semifinals in in, in for the GHSA. I want to say and said it was like a couple of years. I think back when Cameron was still there, was still there. Yeah, Cam Jordan, man, uh, he over there. He over there at Calvary right now. They OC. He just came back from Vidalia. He he left after that year that they um didn't make it. Um, to the championship, that loaded squad that they had over yeah. there, super loaded guys that's gonna be playing yeah. on Sunday, super <laughs> loaded. Yeah, so, oh yeah, yeah. Um, the boys had them, man. Like I said again, they, they they were the dream back when I was there, man. Like I said, if he had even a tenth of that talent of, of, of that Jinka squad, man, like I said, uh, a lot of football careers probably would have you know turned around. But but anyway, I was just gonna say, you know. With, with 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 what Jacobs is doing, man. What with you know you all, and I'm not talking about Savannah, you know, public schools because you know the private schools have ha, have been on their shit, you know, Benedictine. BC was whooping ass back when I was still in school, yeah. man. BC was always like dropping like sixty plus plus, you know, on, on, on us back then. I'm saying, damn near, you know, so of course Savannah, Savannah Christian, Savannah Christian Raiders were, 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 were always a problem, but. Now that it looks like you know the the Savannah public schools, you know, are, are definitely you know look like they're look like look like they're getting into the act, and not, not just though know, with the team success, we're now seeing you know recruiting success. I mean, we see some you know big time recruits are now coming out of Savannah, man. As we're seeing you know just back to you know BC, man. So you see Luke Krumenhoff, the third ranked quarterback of the entire nation, you know, so committed to so committed to buying those Seminoles, you know, go nose. We got Jake Berklinger, I think. Hey, don't, do that. hey, don't do that. Hey, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. We definitely. We definitely. Oh. Ah. Don't do that. Oh. Don't, don't, do that. Oh. don't do that. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> don't do that, man. Wow. Oh, man. I, I, I'm sorry, Steve. Hey, I'm listen. sorry. It's okay, man. We, we, we done been down. It, you know, it, it happens. It happens to the best of us, and we the best of them. No, no, but no, but for real though, man. Like that, we, we're gonna do our college football thing, you know, later on the show. I mean, no, late, later, later in the coming weeks. That's yeah, gonna please yeah, sure. good listeners. And, I, and we talked about it last year that you know, college football is better when Miami is actually on their ship. So all everybody will say, man, college football is actually a whole lot more fun, fun, fun when you know when Miami and really all the Florida schools, to be honest. Yeah, when the Florida school got clicking. Florida, Miami, Florida is the one game I gotta go to. I just that atmosphere, like even on TV, that shit just looked like 
Like, I gotta be there. But, but um, my bad. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Hold on. Yeah, I need to finish my finish my question. Saying that yeah, you know, we talk about that shit all day. That Miami, Florida State shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> you want to know, man? Hey, man, we we might we might actually invite you back on, man, for when they play, man. Because yeah, I think what November. I want to say first week of November, man. Uh huh. Yeah, should be should be some good shit, man. So yeah, we might actually might actually bring you on, man, for for that week, man. If you're not too busy, you know, because you know you're gonna be still in, still in the middle of the season, though. Yeah. So we'll definitely see how how that all looks, though, my my man. But but anyway, I I I just say that you know, of course, like I said, man, you got another great quarterback, you know, Jake Merklinger, who I think is committed to Tennessee. I think he goes to Calvary Day, and even next year's class, you got Elijah Griffin. Who goes to Savannah Christian? So I was just thinking, you know, the the uptick it seems in Savannah football because back when I was in school, it seemed like Savannah was known as a basketball city. I mean, there's still you know some good basketball in Savannah, but it looks like you know the football you know, is definitely you know steadily you know coming up. Is it because that the the feeder programs are, are now better, or, or is it the fact that you know because it's been looked at as a all because you know you have Atlanta and more like South Georgia, you know, having most of the big time kids or Savannah just being ignored. But what do you think is like the uptick in both, you know, the play of the Savannah Savannah teams and you know, it looks like more recruits are, co- are coming out of the seaport? What do you think has been the uptick in, in, in both things? I'm gonna be real, man. A lot of these kids have talent. Mm-hmm. A lot of these kids are very talented, right? So for the past couple years, man, it's been a basketball city. But if you've really been watching, the recruits coming out of out of this area, it it, it it's been it's been on the rise, but it's not really a new thing. Because even though it's been a, a basketball city, you've never really heard outside of Quarterman who who was you know who was tough. There haven't been a lot of dudes that are basketball players that you can name right now that been like that have been heavy recruits. It's been right. a basketball area mm-hmm. because they GHSA and they win state titles and they're always in the Final Four and they're always in a championship. But you got to remember, it's only like twelve to fifteen places on the, on the basketball team for college. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You got way more scholarship for football, and so what's happening is. You're just getting noticed, and it's getting publicized more about the kids that's coming out of Savannah. Like, shit, Nolan Smith came out of Savannah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know he's he sure is. Yeah, what school he went yeah, to? Yeah. He went to IMG. Yeah, I think it's last oh, year. Oh, IMG. Yeah, but IMG. I mean, shit, he was at Calvary. Yeah. Oh, okay. He, he was. Yeah, he's from Savannah. Yep, I definitely do. Yeah, you know I'm saying you got um, mm-hmm. you know, Kalen Deloach. Even though that that's fairly new, his dad he a one. Shout out to Rob, like he, yeah, the, he yeah, the, the, the factory. Oh yeah, like I said, man. Yeah, like we you know call like, you know, I know, like, you know even, even before then, his, his sister, his sister went to Ohio State, ran track. So, mm-hmm. like, there's been talent. Like, there's been talent. It's just that the public schools really haven't had football success. Yeah, and so when when Jenkins made that little run that they made and had those. Like that loaded D one team that should have won the state title. Like that's a whole nother conversation. But like <laughs> that that loaded, super duper loaded team. 
I think the eyes turned to Savannah and said, damn, they got kids down there. Mm-hmm. And so now um, you just you, you obviously get to see uh, more kids um, getting those opportunities because because those ones who took those scholarships, like like a Kayla DeLoach and and a, um and a, um what's my boy name that was that that was that he was at listen we had a dude what's his name um he go to Georgia Tech right now. He play um he play outside linebacker. Well, I think I know who you're talking about, man. I can't think of his yeah. I can't think of his name though, but he sounds familiar. I, I got another for I, I got another for you, Blado. You it's a Winston Wright. It said he originally went to West Virginia, transferred to FSU. It said he was an absolute problem on, on I think he went to what Cal. I want to say he went to Calvary. Calvary also though, he, but yeah. He was at, let me tell you. As a freshman, he was at he was at Johnson, and 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 one of the reasons that Biden had took the job because he saw the kid, he was like, "Oh, but that kid gonna be a dog." And we got here, he had transferred with the Jenkins, but he was a dog though, right? He gonna play on Sundays. Mm-hmm. He gonna play on Sundays. He played DN, but like those kids on that Jenkins team, and they just don't want it to be great. But uh, yeah, it, it it does. It, it be like that sometimes. Yeah. Those, those kids on that genius team, man, they 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 took the opportunity to go mm-hmm. be great, right? To go be great, and um and because they took the opportunity to go be great, um it, it's affording the opportunity for a lot of kids that's coming behind them to to get these scholarships, um, you know, and, and that's a huge thing. So, you know, hopefully, man, uh, over here at Johnson, man, we can turn the tide and, and get get these kids in the building. That, that have the talent and the size and show them that, you know, you don't necessarily, you, you can go to a public school and, and be successful. Because a lot of these kids, man, um, the issue, man, well, I don't even, you ain't even asking about that. I ain't even gonna talk about it. I ain't gonna worry about it. <laughs> no, man, sure. no, I was about to ask you, man, what, 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 what was gonna be your thoughts about Because you already touched on it, man. We, we were talking about, you know, again, the University of Buford's you know, they, they seem like they got some fire, like some five person coming through their program every year, man. I was about to say, how do y'all fight fight somebody trying to, you know, get, get transfers, quote unquote? We're just going to use that, you know, term, you know, because we're not trying to get anybody else in trouble around right there. How do you fight transfers, you know, from or at least folks thinking about transferring, you know, from your program? Who you well, think, you know, actually has the like tra- transfer from my program? I, I, like I said before, I'm not even. I'm not even. I don't. I don't fight that. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of co- here, Here's my here's my real true life honest opinion on how I feel about transfers. If a if a kid wants to leave me and go play for somewhere else, that's cool, bro. I, I ain't gonna say nothing bad about you. I ain't gonna say nothing. No lie. I ain't gonna lie about you. If you want to go somewhere you feel like it's a better fit for you, then go ahead, man. Because I, I want you to go somewhere where you can flourish. Like if you don't, if you don't, if you think if you stay with me and you ain't happy with what we got going on over here, then it's okay, man. It's absolutely okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just just go be happy. But, like, if it doesn't work out, like I said, I'm big on loyalty. You, you can't come back. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, if, if your girl leave you and be like, hey, yo, I'm, you know, I'm be with this person. Cool, babe. That's fine. Like, if you ain't happy over here, go ahead over there. But, shit, if the grass ain't greener, don't come back over here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's like, real. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. 
it ain't petty. It's just, you know, I, I, I'm going to do everything in my power to help you be successful. I'm going to do everything in my power to help you be happy. But if you if you're not happy over here, then go somewhere where you feel like you can be happy. Like the thing, the thing that gets frustrating in high school is parents not understanding what recruiting is. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of parents think that if I send my kid to this school, they have a better chance of getting recruited. But the truth is, a lot of these kids are going into high school with offers. And that's because they go to these exposure camps and they go to these camps at these colleges and they and they let these college coaches get eyes on them. And mm-hmm. so what what happens is and what's getting frustrating, and I'm pretty sure every public or every every school that's trying to build up will, will attest to is that you get a bunch of you get a bunch of guys who are going to be D1 players anyway. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna be D1. The dude is 6'5, 245 pounds. He's <laughs> gonna be a D1 guy. Like, yeah, that's what it's gonna be. You know, we got it. We like legitimately right now. I got a dude. He's only played one year of of college. I mean, of high school football, and he didn't even start for us last year. He was at one point he was four hundred pounds. Right now he's six five, three hundred and forty pounds. Wait for like, <laughs> like there are colleges that want him to like come visit and see him, and he don't even got no real film. Like he has D one build, and so. You know, a lot of parents say, oh, I, I want to send my kid over there because it's going to give him an opportunity to be successful. But the truth is, what happens is you'll send your kid over there, and, and the only thing that happens to your kid is it is it stunts his opportunity to be successful somewhere else. And now, instead of him playing his freshman and sophomore year, he's not playing until his senior year. He has one year to make an impact. And if he doesn't have any offers going into his senior year and he doesn't make have an impact, then he's never going to ever have a, a real chance to grow. Because there's no, like, it don't matter about, like, you can practice every day hard as you can and go hard, but there's no replication for game speed and game reps. And so right. if you're not out on the field, you're not getting those opportunities to get better in the game setting. And so what, what I've seen, and, and you could talk about it in Atlanta, you can talk about it in Columbus. You can talk about it in Macon. You can talk about it in Florida. A lot of times people go, oh, that program is successful already, and I'm just going to take my kids and be successful over there. Instead of going, yo, over there, they were terrible. But now they're, it seems like that program is building up. That seems like a good place for my kid to grow and be a better football player. they rather just go ahead and put them in a setting that they think is going to help them get to the next level. But the truth is, D1 is D1. Like, there is no, if I go to this school, then I got a better try to be in D1. I hate to break it. Like, I got to break it to some of my kids. Baby, if you're not 6'3", 185, 190, 200 pounds, or or just a dog, just like that guy, like you, there's a couple kids that might be 5'10", 190, 5'11", 200. You know, you got those kids that can just jump out on the film at you. But, like, if you don't have that D1 bill, sometimes they walk up to you, they'll look you in your face, you go to a camera, they'll be like, oh, I don't want that kid. He don't got the look. He don't got the Alabama look. He don't got the UGA look. And so it's like, you know, so so if, if your kid's not going to go D1 or go to college playing football, 
what are they getting out that program? And so, like, the thing that I like to pride myself on is I'm building better men. That's what I'm trying to do, man. I, I'm building better men. And, um, and, and especially being in the area, you know, you've been out here in Savannah, um, being a black man, I, I'm really trying to put them in a situation to, you know, go out into the real world and know how to handle themselves and carry themselves accordingly. And, like, just like, you know, you hear all the time, you know, women can't raise a man, blah, blah, blah. Like, ain't no better role model for a, a, a young black man than, than a black man who's experienced this world. And so what do you really want for your child when you put them in certain programs? That's just how I feel. So. That's what's up. What's up, man? Right, B? Yep, I got, man, I got one more question. Um, so I know I'm really, because really, to be honest, I've been only known for Johnson as being as like a basketball program for the for the boys and the girls. Um, you think that um the football program will ever will ever have a chance to be up there with, like with the boys and the with the boys and girls basketball team? Uh, realistically, man, I'm gonna tell you what it's gonna take. I got a nice little group. This season is important. What it's gonna take is it, gonna take um the athletes that are basketball players right to understand that what well, we understood you know when we when we were going in, when we were in school you really can't just specialize a lot of these kids specialize they only want to play basketball they do basketball for their school and then soon the school basketball over they do AAU basketball. Then when AAU basketball over, they do a summer basketball with their team and AAU basketball. Then they wait and go into the season and then they prep for basketball season for their school, right? What it's going to take eventually in these areas is like to understand when you're 5'11 and you're a basketball player, unless you're a guy that's dropping 40 points a game, it ain't gonna, bro. Basketball that, ain't gonna be it for you. That is true. That you know is true. Five eleven ain't shit. No, nah, it's not. Six feet ain't really cutting it. Six three is close. Like, like yeah. you know, we in school. Six three, you six three, damn boy. You, you got yeah. a shot. But now, bro, hey, you got guards that are six seven, six five. Yeah. And so, once once some of these basketball guys get into their head, like, hey. I'm 5'11". My ticket to the next level, even if I want to play basketball, even if I want to play basketball, I might need to get on the football field too. You know, and once that starts to click, you know, we get we get guards that come into Johnson. Now, matter of fact, I'll give you this story before, before y'all let me go. When I first got to Johnson, man, I met a kid. Killed like 5'11". Like as a freshman walking into the building, kid like five eleven, no, five five ten, five ten, five eleven, like two hundred and thirty pounds, two hundred thirty, two hundred forty pounds. Dang. I'm like, boy, you play football? This motherfucker looked me in my face and said, Nah, Colt, man, I'm a basketball player. And I'm like, nigga, where? Like, you know, and that's not a knock, but like, like being a grown man, like I understand, like, cool, you like playing basketball, but do you only want to play basketball in high school? Because, like, with your build, the way you're built, you are a football yeah. guy. Like, you are a 
varsity player right now. And he was like, nah, I'm a football player. And then his last year, man, after he graduated, didn't get no offers, didn't go to didn't go nowhere for basketball. He was like, man, I should have played football. But like, yeah, we know. <laughs> you know, and, and it's like it, I, and, and I don't just blame the kids because to me, kids need guidance. I said that before. Like, mm-hmm. at some point, these parents need to start understanding, like, hey, give these kids other options. Don't tell your your 11-year-old that he's going to be a basketball player. Like, let him play sports. Like, my son, he plays soccer, football, track, whatever he want to play, I'm going to let his dad play until it gets too expensive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm going to let his dad do whatever he want to do because I don't want to ever limit him. Um, to being successful. And so, like, I think a, a big part of it is uh, uh, these parents, they don't they don't give their kid an opportunity to grow. And, like, even if they even if they end up playing basketball in college, the strength and conditioning that you get for football is going to help you. Like, we got a kid right now about Austin State named Ted. Uh, he, he was in running for freshman of the year. He had seven touchdowns as a freshman. And he didn't even play every game. Like, he didn't even start the first three games, three, three or four games of the season. Right, uh, Ted Hurts, look him up. Right, he was a D1 dude. They didn't want to give him an opportunity. Obviously, he was at Johnson. Then nobody even want to come just look at him. I used to tell him, man, the kid's six four. He got a thirty. Uh, no, he got a thirty eight inch vertical. He got Ooh. a sub four six forty. He don't wear gloves. He don't drop balls, and he play DB. And he's only giving up for the whole season like one hundred and fifty yards and one touchdown. Damn. And like they wouldn't even come look at him. But now they have out to say we got D1 colleges calling us. Why he that? Valdosta State, so he can transfer to one of their colleges. But like, we like, man, it's too late. But the thing is, like, when he when we first got here, he didn't play football his freshman year. He was a basketball player. He came out his sophomore year. He was a he was one of the best basketball players in Savannah his senior year, and it was because his strength and speed from playing football. He could have got a scholarship playing basketball. He was smart. He was athletic. He would put people on posters like. <laughs> and he ran track his senior year. And he made it to state in three events. Like, he was a hell of an athlete. But, like, he got that opportunity because he d- just didn't go, oh, I'm only going to concentrate on, on basketball. He did all he did multiple sports, and it, ga- and it gave him an avenue to go be great. A lot of times, man, these kids got it in their mind, like, oh, I'm a basketball player. But, b- baby, you 5'7". Right. Like, <laughs> where you hooping at? For real. Right. So, you know, in order for us to get to that Johnson girls and Johnson boys and to, and to be in that upper echelon and the Johnson, and even in my track program where the boys just want to read you, like, in order to get there, it's going to, it's gonna we're going to have to get the guys that's in the building. I'm not going to be concerned with guys outside of the building. We got people in the building who can help us be successful. We just got to get those guys to come out and play football. And if we get those guys to come out and play football, we can be just as successful as the basketball programs as well. So that's what it's going to take, man. Gotcha. gotcha. Y'all boys got any more, any more questions for, for Steve? Yeah. No, nah, no more questions, man. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, hey, man, I, I think you dropped enough knowledge, man, to, to, to last oh, yeah. stuff, you know, the, the rest of the season, my man. Just. I just want to say just thank you once again. Once again, bro. Like I said, man, this is definitely a, a, a great hour and a half of, of podcasting. Like I said, right. you, 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 shared, you shared your story. 
de definitely glad that you know you you wanted to you know be on this platform you know to to share your experiences as, as a you know not just head football coach but just coach in general man like I said but you have your, your track program going and just just sharing your experience you know just 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 being a teacher among these young men man and again just shout out to you and definitely best of luck to you this coming season yeah. Anyway, I appreciate y'all, yeah. man. If y'all have anything else, let me know, man. Come to a game. Oh, oh we'll do. Yeah. Please. Will, hey, man, I'm about to head will do, brother. Yeah. Take care. Thanks, bro. All right. Yes, you sir. too. Man. Well, man, have a good yeah, one. Take care. Yeah. Yes, sir. Peace. But yeah, man, y'all guys, well, listeners, man, that was a great show we had. Um, sorry, got in it that way. But yeah, shout out to, shout out to our boy Steve. But y'all guys got anything to say before we wrap this thing up? And oh, yeah, my fault. And dang, shout out to Ronaldo. And Ronaldo, he couldn't be here. I know he wanted to be here, but he had to take care of some things. But yep, yep, yeah. that, that man's on the road. Saying, yeah, uh, yeah, take care of some family business. Those are shout nah. out to him. Nah, he family uh, yeah. business. Nah, he, he made it safely. Nah, y'all know what it is. He actually went to go see the Barbie movie. Ain't ain't nothing to oh, it. Okay. He went to go see uh, the Barbie movie. Yeah. Yeah. What's that man? I like that, B. What's that man? Damn, son. Woo. But nah, I'm just messing with you, Ronaldo, man. You know, just be safe out there. But yeah, but you guys got in the shout outs though. Another much, man. Just, just, just once again, man. Shout, shout, shout out to, shout out to Coach, you know, Stephen, aka Blotto Smith, man. Like I said, it's definitely always Blotto. good, you know. Definitely always good bringing, you know, bringing the Georgia Southern fam on. It's another fellow Georgia Southern Greek, man. Like I said, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just proud of, of what he's been doing so far in his career. And yeah, again, like I said, I definitely can't, can't thank him enough. And he gave us great information, gave us another, you know, great episode. And I'm glad that we were able to share it with you all, the listeners. And if y'all like this episode, man, I said, shit, man, just, just, just give us a, you know, like, share, subscribe on YouTube, F yep. follow the, follow, you know, the first rounders on Facebook, follow mm -hmm. us on all the social medias, except for Pandora yeah. and except for Stitcher, unfortunately, man. Stitcher's about to close, close very yeah. soon though. So don't forget about MySpace. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Man. And of course, you know, always give us feedback, whether you you love you, you love it, you hate it, or in between. Either way, we're always gonna we're gonna make better shows for you all. And as y'all as y'all know, man, we got football season coming up, so we definitely gonna bless y'all even more more now. I'm saying that we we've definitely you know been we've been enjoying our summer, but. Yeah, it's gonna be back to work yeah. soon. Yeah, man. we gotta get back. To, we gotta get back to work, man. Yeah, it's back to work soon. Back yeah, man. Yeah, we, we, we damn near used up all all of our PTO. Right, so yeah, all right. yeah. It's, it's, it's time. To, it's, it's time to get back on our bullshit. Uh, and right. We want y'all to be there with us. For sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah, man. Hey, shout out to Steve, man. That's my dog, man. That's my dog right there, man. Big dog from Bullet County, man. Hey, man. Oh, man. Woo. It was. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure, Steve. It was a pleasure, man. Uh, God bless uh, Johnson, man, on y'all on y'all upcoming football season and track season and just a school year, man. Everybody, hope everybody be safe, man. Uh, but uh, shout shout out to my parents, shout out to my girl working right now, and uh, shout out to my family down there in Florida, man. Love y'all, miss y'all, see y'all at some time around the holidays. And uh, shout out to my boy B, shout out to my boy Reggie, shout out to Ronaldo, 
didn't tell me he's gonna see Barbara movie, man, but it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> no judgment. No judgment for us at all. No judgment. No judgment. No judgment. Hey, yep. hey, that's a hey, that's a film. That's a film and, yeah. and show man, TV show man right there. So hey, he gotta go check it all out. Hey, gotta go check it all out. <laughs> but uh yeah, man, shout out to everybody, man. And, hey, and of course, shout out to our sponsor, Mr. CJ Snicker Lab. Hey man, go go to him. He just don't do sneakers, he do everything, man. Yeah. Have a have it look like a, you just got it out the uh just opened the box and did the reveal mm-hmm. for show. Shout out to Big Dog CJ man, and uh, shout out to the listeners. Hey y'all, keep following us, man. We gonna keep bringing y'all this fire and this that we just brought it. This was fire right here. Yes, it was. Know, this was fire it was right fire. here. Straight <laughs> heat right here, baby. So uh, just hope y'all loved it, man, and we'll see y'all on the next episode. Ah, yes, yes. Well, hey, bro, I'm on my mind, T-Man. Shout out to you, man. You about to be out in the boonies for, for the next month, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, he sure is. Oh, yeah. Das boonies. Yes, he sure, is. Oh, yeah. yes. Straight out in the boonies, man. So y'all pray yeah. for me to make everybody make it out there safely, make it have a good time, then get back safely, get our good training in, and then uh, we back in the back in and doing big things, baby. Getting ready. We're getting ready. We're getting ready for something. Ah uh, so, yeah, y'all, that's a that's a tease for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I'm, just give a shout out to just you know the Johnson Adam Smashers. Like that name still kind of far for real. The Adam Smashers. Oh my god! Like I said, man. Yeah, I, I, bro, like I said, man. Johnson was was one of our rivals back in back in high school, man. But yeah, the Adam Smashers, man. That's a it's a unique yeah. name. I was like, what well, damn <laughs> the Smashers. Man. Soul, yeah. Soul C Johnson Adams, man. Soul C, yep. Them and the the carob syrup makers. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I think that yeah, I think that both the only yeah the only nicknames of his kind in the entire country. So. Right. Yeah. Shout out to them, no yeah. doubt. But yeah, you know, just shout out to all the listeners. You know, we on all streaming platforms. Except for Pandora, Pandora need to get back on, get on they ish, they, they, they tripping. But shout out to my wife, Reagan. She out here walking. You know. Walking, trying to get in that stuff, but it's all good. Only give a shotgun. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, we like I said, we got it's almost football season. We got some stuff going on. Should be good in the coming up. I want to still do my wrestling, my wrestling episode one day. I just got to try to get into it. I don't know. I know SummerSlam is hell. SummerSlam is next week. So, well, next Saturday. What is it next Saturday or the come, bro? Not this coming I, I, Saturday, I but next so Saturday. Much. I'm not gonna even lie, I fall on so much, much with them, and I only like catch, you know, just you know, bite size, you know, like like literally like sound bites or like YouTube, yeah, and everything when it comes to wrestling, man. I say, That's I, all you I, need I to do, right? Yeah, yeah. I say if, 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 if it's not the bloodline or oh yeah, or, or Judgment Day, I'm I'm, I'm really yeah. not I'm not checking for it. I'm just gonna be oh. honest with you. And AEW is <laughs> actually getting better too. I'm loving the MJF and um and Adam Cole thing. They, I hope they keep that going for a long time yeah, until yeah, one of them turn on each other. But that's that's a that's another but that's another episode to talk about. But yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I ain't got anything else, man. Y'all boys have a have a good rest of the night. Y'all have a good weekend. Peace. Yeah, have a good weekend, people. Peace. Meditate, sell the things that I cannot change Like I never sell my ass or my soul for fame I'm so player, pimp tight, real kosher I'm devil near, don't need no deal or exposure for the naysayer